Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Open Conversation podcast. And today I'm joined by a friend that I actually recently connected with um, as part of the Compassionate Inquiry program that we're both doing. Um, And today we really wanted to discuss the role of compassion in healing because we believe um, it's absolutely vital. So I'm just going to hand it over and you can introduce yourself. Yeah, hello guys. Uh, I'm Lucia and I'm also with Danny in the Compassionate Inquiry program, the one year long training. And yeah, it really changed some views I had on healing processes and kind of that. And so I really get a deeper understanding of how compassion and listening uh, are really important things in the healing process. And I'm yeah looking forward to have a conversation with you about that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think has been like your biggest kind of aha moment in this program so far? Um, I think for me, is that really how just to build this kind of uh, safety and relationship and uh, mm. only the kind of how we build the relationship that just this container is a healing aspect itself because you just have this safety in the relation what you maybe never have before and in this moment we have maybe the chance that our nervous system can regulate again yeah mm-hmm. uh, i think that's very fascinating and i never see or experience this before yeah i i completely agree with that it's like the you know for myself personally it, it's it really is the first time that you've kind of been in that space where you've had just unconditional acceptance mm-hmm. yeah, you, you feel that the other person is completely present with you there's no judgment and you just feel safe and and like you say that's healing in itself mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think that's so interesting because in the past years or I don't know but years experience but when you go to a normal therapy or kind of that it's a lot of about speaking Mm. They try to speak a lot. They try to address the mind a lot. And compassionate inquiry brings really a difference because we go beyond the mind. We mm. maybe identify the mind and then we come to deeper sta- stages, like really the emotional attunement. And this container, I think that is how what we need in the upcoming healing programs and the upcoming healing work is this container of yeah compassion and integration. Yeah, what is mm. really deeper than the mind yes i i absolutely agree because for myself you know me being in my mind is a great way for me to try and mm-hmm. escape my emotions mm. and and compassionate inquiry really kind of it, it makes you feel safe enough to be able to enter the body and and really feel the emotions and begin to process them and, and really learn what they're trying to teach you underneath mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's very interesting because what you say that the mind really keeps you up from going to the emotions, what also is the aspect for me. Um, I realized that the mind is very fast. So it's yeah. like this monkey mind. There's yeah. thought, there's idea, and we spring around. And when we really go into this safety relationship, it's also kind of like slowing down because we just have to feel the safety and then we can look what arises here today. And when we look at the society and how we're doing things, it's all about fast living. Yeah. We don't have really this slowing down to get in this container, to integrate, to feel, and to let the safety and this achievement arise because the thing that needs 
a little bit of more time and also this process of slowing down yeah, yeah I so for me like my mind is all over the place and like you say I, I think a lot of society is built upon you know us just being like slaves to to doing things all the time mm. you know we, we're mm-hmm. constantly got to do We've, we're always doing something mm-hmm. whether it's scrolling or working or whatever it is we're always doing something and, and we never actually allow ourselves the the space to just be mm-hmm. and really that's what we need more of we need to allow ourselves to just be and and this is why it's so important to have someone who can actually create that safe space for you to allow yourself to kind of drop the 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 self-judgment and the you know the need to do something and and really just to be with yourself yeah, I think that's so important because maybe we never learn that that it's okay to just be. And yeah. um, what I really like about this format is that you can have this new experience of, okay, there's another person, the person can attune to me mm-hmm. and it's safe to have my feeling here. And maybe this is this thing of the co-regulation we don't get when we are kids or when we are babies and have this harsh emotion and we can't hold this. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important and so powerful about this yeah. healing work and process because we have another person, we can re-experience that and then we can learn and integrate to self-regulate ourselves in this mm-hmm. moment. And I think that is really what Compassionate Query also does for me. It's like this help for self-help because yeah. then you learn I can sit and I can hold my emotions here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, that's absolutely huge. Like mm. as a kid, and obviously it's not our parents' fault, but as a kid, you know, our, our parents are also in this rat race of constantly doing mm. things. You know, mm. their, their mind's always going and they never allow themselves to just be. Mm. And because of that, you know what emotions arise in us as a as a kid as a child we can't regulate ourselves so we we constantly feel unsafe and feel chaotic and all over the place mm-hmm. and and this is what's been huge for me in in compassionate inquiry just having someone that is is there with us you know not to try and fix us you know not not to try to do anything but it's mm-hmm. purely just there with us mm-hmm. and and that just really allows you to actually feel what's present for you and for the most part, I don't even think we realize what's really present for us because we're so mm-hmm. caught up in our heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And yeah, maybe we also don't know what it means to identify emotion. It's also, mm-hmm. I think, what we see a lot in the process of compassionate inquiry. People start to sense maybe yeah, a little bit of body sensations. And then with the right inquiries and also with the compassion, mm-hmm. people can get behind this and identify emotion again and say, oh, okay, this is my anger. Oh, this is my sadness. Yeah. I never realized that this pressure is my sadness. And I think that's so wonderful because there's um, a quote from Almas, which uh, also um, I think Gabor Mat is very inspired from him. And it's um, only when compassion is present, people will allow themselves to see the truth. And mm. This one grabbed me so deep because, yeah. yeah, only when I feel safe, then I will make myself vulnerable. Yeah. And then I will allow myself to go deeper stages and let arise what's behind this. And then over and over again, I will come to my own deep truth inside of myself, yeah, which I maybe hide for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, mm. that's amazing. Yeah, I absolutely love that because without compassion, really all that's left is self judgment. And mm. self-judgment 
prevents you from going deeper than surface level it, it kind of keeps you on the surface mm-hmm. but like you say when compassion's present you can get curious and be like well, what so what's that about and then mm-hmm. you, you kind of feel into that and then go deeper again and oh i, I wonder what that's about instead mm-hmm. of like you're wrong you're a failure you're a loser you're the worst person and and when we're stuck in that like we we deny the truth we essentially we run away from the truth yeah and we don't even have a possibility to get there because um yeah our mind completely blockade this and that's also what i really it's like a strange loop because then you think oh okay i get this judgment and then there's just a deeper judgment and deeper judgment (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's so uh, i always some yeah see myself when i go like a judgment uh behind the judgment behind the judgment there's just more and more it's like you keep yeah. peeling it back and you think oh fuck's sake there's more there's more yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think what I love about like being in that space so you know with um a therapist that's practicing compassionate inquiry is mm-hmm. you wh- whatever you're experiencing is not wrong and mm-hmm. and that's that sounds so simple but for the most part therapists and coaches and just people in our lives whatever we're presenting with whatever the emotion is or whatever the behavior is it's always seen as a problem to be solved mm. and and we're, when when whatever we're presenting with is seen as a problem mm. it creates shame mm-hmm. and then all shame does is cause us to hide from ourselves and again hide from the truth and what we really need is someone just to actually be there with us to show us that whatever you're presenting with whatever the behavior is or the emotion or whatever is valid it makes complete sense Mm -hmm. yes and also yeah this validation of this has a function for you Mm, this wants to protect you a younger part wants to protect you and Mm. maybe in the past it was your best friend and now it's your worst enemy because you have some struggles with that in life but there's really a deep sense of this part because it Mm. wants to protect you and yeah that's so wonderful because we come from this making that wrong uh, when there's other people who empathize with that we can completely we can get in relation with that and i think that's so important because to build a relationship with the parts because it shows how i relate to myself Mm. and how i relate to myself i will relate to the world yeah 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 yeah. and that's so um yeah that's so important to get more of this compassion and this empathy into all Mm. this work so yeah yeah. personally you know I, i used to see myself as you know someone that used to hide away and play small Mm. and stuff like that and and actually going through the process of compassionate inquiry that's enabled me to recognize how that has protected me you know it's obviously I I experienced some hurt in childhood so that part of me is still trying to protect me right up until you know now and and as you say, it, it's about recognizing that that was the childhood part of me trying to protect us. Mm. But now I'm an adult. Now, now I can protect us. And, yeah, and, and once the compassion is present and once you can actually get into relationship, like you said, with that small child, that, that part of ourselves and not judge it and not blame it and actually be grateful for it. It then paves the way for a, a new state of being and, and we can show up differently in our lives. 
Yeah, and really to have this experience that I'm now as an adult, I have the capacity mm -hmm. to hold these things, to see them, to validate them, yes. and to get out what I, what they ever want to told me, to listen to them. That's also, yeah. I think, a very important quality is like this listening and yeah. really this listening with presence so i'm really here and i can attune to you mm. not only to the words you say but also to your body sensations the way you look at me your emotions yeah. and i think that is really this deeper kind of listening when i really can see you when i can attune to you and um yeah when i can feel what you feel so yeah. and i think there's such yeah a deep power into this kind of listening and yeah i love that is also part of our program and we practice this yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's so funny because, you know, the importance of listening in our lives and we're not taught how to listen. Mm -hmm. We're not taught how to. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's one of the most fundamental, like, mm. you know, it's, it's the most basic thing, but it's, mm -hmm. it's actually quite complex. Mm. You know, we're, and if we were taught how to actually listen to each other, I think a lot of the the assumptions would be dropped because we'd actually be listening to what the person is saying mm. and and not just with their mouths but like you said you know how they're showing up the way that they're being their body language their eye contact and you know that this is what I love about compassionate inquiry we're 110% present with not only the client but with ourselves and whatever mm. arises in us as a result yeah. of what the client has said or is doing and owning that part that's that's huge yeah that's very huge and i think that's also so interesting because there really comes up for me this kind of mirroring because mm -hmm. when you see when the client when, when for the client arise something and then maybe i will feel myself oh there's a blind spot because yeah there comes something up for me. Oh, at this moment, I can't really attune to the client. And why is that? Because I have there my own topic. Mm. And that's so wonderful because I can see what I don't feel maybe. Yeah? yeah. And then with this knowledge, I can get curious about that and explore this deeper and deeper. Why is that like that? So, mm -hmm. and that's so beautiful because then when your client have a process or go behind something it also makes something with you so your healing is my healing and my healing is your healing yeah yeah i absolutely love that so because, we're all in this together yeah exactly and, and that's the thing like in that space there's no hierarchy mm. you, you've you're co-creating a healing space together mm. it, it's not about I'm the therapist, you're the mm. client, and I'm here to fix you. It's not about mm. that at all. And I, I think a lot of mainstream kind of therapy and certain approaches are like that. You know, it's mm. very much like I have the answers, you're here to be fixed, and I, I will fix you. Yeah, and that's so interesting also about compassion inquiry because there is you're not, I give you the answer. So I um come to you with an inquiry to mm. see with you what comes up and where is your truth so it's yeah. more like leading or guiding but in a process where i'm very attuned to you mm. yeah and i think um that has so much power because inquiries are they give like directions and but they are so open that we can yeah really with curiosity explore everything what comes up for us and this whole work of compassionate inquiry and all the other healing stuff is a question 
itself it's the question why i'm disconnected it's the question why i can't feel why i can't feel alive or kind of that so yeah that's very interesting i think that that um attunement that you speak of like just for example for for those listening that might not kind of understand um, i'm going to put it in simple terms but for instance you know when we're in that space and like someone's talking about something and they they instantly like you know roll their shoulders forward and make themselves small Mm. that's something to inquire into like I, Mm. I, i noticed that your body language is kind of smaller now what's going on for you right now and then really allowing them to, you know, become conscious and, and aware of their body language. And then they can relate that to something mm-hmm. because it, whatever we do or however we're being always means something. It's just sometimes we're not aware of it. Yeah. And it's so interesting because when we do this for years, it's so normal for mm. me when I'm always sitting like that, I'm saying, oh, I'm sitting normally like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's so beautiful to have a, another person who tunes to you and you make sense of that to get conscious about that and then within the process you maybe will feel oh i'm I'm anxious because i have um, the anxiety to show up or whatever i believe is mm-hmm. behind that but that can simply show up yeah in your body language and your daily express and mm-hmm. when you daily express something it's your normality and mm-hmm. you don't will be curious about that because it's so normal it's your reality for so long yeah, that that that's you know exactly like you said about um you know like our, our body language and stuff and and it it being you know normal for us that those are our blind spots which you mentioned and it, this is why it's so important to have someone who can actually create that safe space and and point things out to us but in a non-judgmental way and that's really where compassion comes into it. You're you're not saying. Why? Why have you just made your body language small? Mm. You're saying, you know, what what's going on for you right now? Mm. And j- just the tone and the, the the way that you ask the question is huge. Yeah, and it's in every moment, like really, we think. I think yes, there's compassion, but I think always the first thing is like to create the safety. Yeah. Because yeah, when we don't feel safe, then we will have this anxiety or don't really can fully express ourselves so Mm. and with the safety comes this compassion yeah Mm. and um that's so beautiful because i think also we need this safety to have then the process or the healing because then i can express that it's safe to express myself in the way i am so um and it's so interesting i think we have a few minutes before um, the um, the emotion shame because I think mm-hmm. that's for me when I think about the program I really found it interesting because shame is such a deep and the worst experience for the humans it's like oh I'm feel worse because even I'm here or I feel so worse that I even show up and I don't have the right to exist or kind of that yeah I don't know how it's for you but shame for me is a very deep and it's behind for myself when I look at my healing process when I go beyond my beliefs and my thoughts at very lot processes shame is at the end yeah uh, exactly the same for me it, that's shame for me is almost like my default I, mm-hmm. I will slip into that spiral of shame and you know the at the fundamental level of, of that shame the belief is like no one cares about me like mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not good enough I'm I'm a big one for me is I'm bad. Mm. And and that belief has consumed a lot of my life. 
but just being aware of it now and being able to recognize when shame's present and and recognize that that was due to childhood instead of because what I'm kind of tempted to do or definitely have been tempted to do in the past is when I'm experiencing shame and I'm I'm feeling bad I will then shame myself even further for feeling that mm-hmm. and then it becomes this cycle where you're like beating yourself up because you're beating mm-hmm. yourself up and it's yeah <laughs> yeah it's a vicious cycle mm. yeah really and it's so because um I think I never had this deep transformational um experience with shame before because when there is someone who attuned to you and who's compassion then there's a moment where the shame when you can go beyond the shame because you allow yourself to show up with the shame yeah and um yeah i think that's so interesting because also i think we have there's also a misunderstanding about emotions and all the stuff in society but i think shame is a very big blind spot yeah i think a lot of people don't even know about the meaning of shame or what Mm. is shame doing in their lives and um yeah i think it's very important to speak more about shame and to work more with this emotion of shame absolutely yeah Yeah. and you know when you really think about what um, the function of shame is Mm. shame is to but basically cause us to hide Mm. and the irony of shame is shame shame doesn't want to be found mm. it, it it like it's you know our, our ego doesn't want to actually become aware of shame it's mm. it's so slippery and um it, it hides mm-hmm. and I, I think like you say you know at the root of everything really the the human condition is laced with shame mm-hmm. i'm bad i'm not good enough i'm unworthy nobody loves me you know and everyone to some degree has one of these beliefs somewhere Mm -hmm. so I I I think it would be absolutely huge if you know society started to speak more openly about shame but it's it's one of those topics that as soon as you mention it everyone's like oh I don't want to go there (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's so interesting what you said because what is when we when we don't have this shame it's yeah because um there's an environment and i maybe i want to adapt to this environment to feel safe to connect whatever and when there's emotion like maybe i'm i'm angry and my environment says here's no space for your anger and then you think i'm false with my anger and then maybe there's a kind of arises with shame and you will suppress this to Mm -hmm. adapt to your environment and i think that's the really the normal thing for a children or for a kid because it really wants to fit in it wants to adapt and it's really formed by the relationship with the mother or with the first person um, the child have so and in this adaptation shame also it's the thing which brings us to this like in a healthy way of shame to adapt really to the social system but then when it comes to strong and we really suppress our emotions because we don't express them then shame really becomes like the shame mm. we speak now about yeah 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 that's a really good point because mm. you know for, for a lot of us in fact society doesn't want us to feel certain emotions mm. and that you know and this goes back into our childhoods you know when we're not safe to express our anger you know as a child or even as an adult like we tell ourselves there's something wrong wrong with me for feeling angry 
or for instance in the therapeutic space if you show up with an emotion like you know sadness or, or anger and the the therapist tries to get you out of that emotion and and tries to in some way make you feel like you're wrong for having that emotion mm. that can be hugely traumatic because actually uh, emotions are, are just there to be felt and to guide us not mm. not to be suppressed like you say mm. yeah yeah and that's also thing what uh, brings us the symptoms after years so when you suppress mm. so hard the emotions then there will your body or your mind whatever will show up in a different way with a symptom to show you that and this there also the process of inquiry to see what is there and then come with inquiry 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 to the thing when the first time was that that arise or kind of that so yeah mm. and i uh, completely agree you have to be very careful because um that's also what i like about compassionate inquiry to really have the guidance you you guide with inquiries but the client always have the guidance to say okay i, I maybe i don't want to go here so far or yeah. when there's showing up a coping mechanism you're not oh we have to go behind this coping mechanism yeah. because it's wrong no you validate them you say okay maybe that's a lot for your system and we will respect this part who mm -hmm. who is now tuning out or doing something else because maybe this is today just how far we would go together yeah. and i think that's also kind of really like to validate the process of the client and also the tempo of the client mm -hmm. yeah so that he's going step by step and it's not like we have one session and here we must bring all together. And yeah. So that's not how we healing works. Yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, as human beings, we're very impatient. We want everything mm, yeah. today. Now, I think where, the mind is very impatient. I think, the, yeah, the mind is very impatient. The mind yeah. always want to go further. It's also what we have about society. It's all about um, we have to have more. We have to build more. We have to yeah. move faster, faster, faster. And um, yeah, I think it's a very also mind condition to this fasty we have. Yeah, that, that feeds into shame nicely as well, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm not doing enough. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. So I, I I just want to ask, what um do you feel is or, or what's been the biggest kind of um learning for you in regards to like compassion in your own healing journey? I think um, the deepest changing or transformation I have mm -hmm. with this compassion. It's really like what we speak about before to, I think I often go into, I often fight against myself, against my powers, against my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And what really changes compassion is now I have more the ability to, to relate to them. And this process of relating to my parts, to my bad thoughts, to, to my coping mechanism, whatever, um, that really allows me to have this relationship and that allows me to have this, what we speak about before, this listening, yeah? Mm -hmm. What this part wants to say me, where mm -hmm. I don't see my boundaries, where I'm going too far, kind of that. So that really allows me to, yeah, to listen to that part and to truly listen to this part, yeah? And that completely makes the difference because, yeah, I have a relationship with them, Yeah. yeah? You're, and you're not it's not longer I, I fight may I or may you and I'm in a fighting I'm in a war 
and that's an ongoing process. I always find myself back in the fight or back in the yeah. war. But I know there is the possibility to relate to them and to sit with them and just to yeah speak with them like a kid and say, hey, what do you need? What do you want to tell me? What what show what what is going on for you? And then we can look what do I need or what do, does need this part? And then yeah, it's like a relationship. And I think that's wonderful, yeah, to make that, friends I- with them. That question that you just mentioned then has like has been life changing for me. That you know what what do you need? What what do you really need right now? And being able to ask myself that and really sit with that, and and not judge myself for whatever the answer is. You know, sometimes the answer is to just do fuck all and lay on the sofa. Sometimes mm. the answer is to just scroll on social media and escape. And you know, r- really allowing and accepting whatever the answer is to that and Mm -hmm. it's it's also it's enabled me to look at like the past and the times when I've done things uh, I considered like shameful or unhealthy or toxic and and really really figuring out you know I'd done that because I needed x y and z Mm-hmm. instead of why the fuck did I do that like I'm I'm better than that I'm you know and once we remove that judgment and like you say can just be in relationship with every single part of ourselves it's you know it's that it's that nurturing loving relationship that we needed in our childhoods hmm. yeah yeah and I think that's so interesting because when we are wounded or when we experience like trauma, this is separation and yeah. healing happens in relation. Yeah? Mm, yeah. And when you never had this deep experience of a relationship, this is so wonderful to have um, a third person or a second person to sit with you and to make you um, this experience of relate to that happen. And then after that, in an ongoing process, you can integrate that and you can keep this ability to relate to them for yourself. And then you can really build this true relationship with yourself. And I think that's so wonderful. And then you also able to relate to the world in a different way. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, there's so much power in this process. Mm. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, we're so focused on trying to change the outside. Mm. And actually, we don't need to change anything. Like you say, we, we just need to relate to ourselves yeah. better. Yeah. And when, when we're more loving with ourselves, we can be more loving with the outside world. Yeah. So when you will, when you change this relationship to yourself, then your uh, outer world will change. Yeah. Then yeah. the things in your life will change because, um, yeah, there is a different view to the world and yeah, a different relationship to that. Mm. It's so funny because we're taught the opposite. You know, we're taught buy this car. You know, get mm. get get this wife or you know husband or you know do this and do that. Buy the house and you know everything. Then you'll be happy. Mm. But no. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, you I won't. think it's always that the people try to fulfill themselves with the things from the outside. Yeah. Um, and But we just need more of this internal resources. Mm. It's not we don't um, miss some of the outer resources. Maybe we use them in the false way. That's uh, like we have um, all the problems on the world. But I think the true crisis we have is a crisis of 
uh, of consciousness. It's the crisis mm. of the internal way, and we really have to change our internal resources. That is kind of what we need today more and more. I think also in the Western society, yeah. because yeah, we so rich when it comes to money and all the stuff, but I think inside of us we are very poor and yeah, in a lot of ways and frozen. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a beautiful place to end this podcast episode. Mm. Like, what, what a beautiful place to end it! You know, we're we're very rich financially, but we we're very very poor inside internally. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You know, if we can build that compassion and and self love, we'll start to become rich on the inside as well. Yeah, I agree. So love it. Really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. thank you for coming along. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye.